0: Get into the to the message. Got just a brief message here for you today. But uh, uh, we received this email actually just this morning. It came from Doug Jones, who is the uh, uh, director of Rama Ministerial Association, and and that's out of Tulsa. And it's the Bible school that Diana and I went to. And uh, we're a part of that. This church is affiliated with Rama Bible Church and we're under their covering and, and uh, we're a part of, we're ordained and licensed through RMAI. Anyway, it's a worldwide organization and they've got missionaries all throughout the world and Bible schools throughout the world. But anyway, this email came to Doug Jones and he sent it out and asked that we as pastors and churches would pray. And I'll just read it to you. He said, I'm asking that all of us and our churches join our faith and prayers together for our missionaries overseas who may be close to U.S. embassies and the like who might be targeted in this recent uh, 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 uprising. These radical Muslims and whatnot, you know. I received the following from a missionary this morning. Here's what the missionary who lives close to a U.S. embassy Uh, said one of the foreign nations just asking for prayer for us as they are planning demonstrations here against our embassy then last night when we came home from prayer at 1130 we found a car parked outside watching our gate this is not good we are preparing ourselves to die for the gospel's sake but it's not time yet we have to have a part in this amazing revival then we can go we appreciate prayer from the home base. So we ought to pray, don't you think, and join our prayer for these people. So just uh, 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 grab the hand of the person next to you, if you're close with someone there, and uh, and we'll pray. Heavenly Father, we hold all of these these missionaries up to you that are on the field and living nearby or close to U.S. embassies. We pray for them right now. We are in agreement. We pray the prayer of agreement. We declare over them that no weapon formed against them will prosper in the name of Jesus. We charge the angels of God, the ministering spirits, to be on guard and watch over them and keep them safe in the name of Jesus. and We thank you, sir, that your hand of protection is upon each In every one. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. And Father we pray. For Jerusalem. We pray for Israel. And the peace. Of Jerusalem. We pray. For Israel. And the peace of Israel. We pray for Jerusalem. The capital of Israel. We pray for that peace. We pray for the peace in line with your word. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem in the name of Jesus. And really it is very clear. You know, people say, well, well, how should we pray for this election that's coming up in November? How should we pray for this presidential election? Well, the answer really is very easy. Really easy. Now you do whatever you want to. This is just coming from this pulpit. So you can judge it. Do whatever you want with it. But it's very easy. It's very easy. It's very easy. Pray for a man to come in. To the office of the presidency. That will stand for Israel. And that will stand for Jerusalem. A president that will pray. And stand for. And back up. Israel and Jerusalem. It's very simple. Oh, so many say, well, how do we, how do we pray? How do we pray for this election in November? It's very simple. You pray for someone to come in to the office of the presidency. Now, this is just what I'm saying from this pulpit. This, I'm not saying this, thus saith the Lord, or you judge it, you do what you want with it. I'm just telling you, as a man of God, what I think. Very simple. You pray for someone to come into the office of the presidency that will back Israel and will back Jerusalem, that will call Jerusalem the capital of Israel and stand with Israel. And I said, well, we ought to be praying for our economy. Well, yeah, we should. But I tell you what, if we'll back Israel, didn't God tell Abraham, those that bless you, I'll bless and those that curse you, I'll curse. Is that right? So I believe we ought to be praying along those lines. So you can agree with me if you, if you want or not. That's up to you. But Heavenly Father, right now, this ministry, we pray for these elections coming up in the fall. We pray that a man would come into that, into that office and stand into that office that would be behind Israel and behind Jerusalem. Because we know that when we stand behind Israel, when we stand behind Jerusalem, that we uh, have you standing behind us and backing us. And so that's how we pray and that's how this ministry sets itself in line with your word. In Jesus' name. Now we pray for this message here today, this brief little message that I'm going to share, that it would minister to people's hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. Perilous times we're in, dear friends. But, praise God, Jesus said that, uh, you know, when you see these great earthquakes, boy, there's a lot of them happening, isn't there? And much we could say that, you know, we're living in... He said, these are the beginnings of sorrows, but thank God we have the Holy Ghost, we have the angels, we have the Word of God, the armor of God, we're going to make it, amen? Yeah. And uh, so much we could say. Let's go, now we'll begin the message here, just brief message here, not going to preach long today, just want you to get this, 1 Corinthians 12, 28. Now when we read these three verses here, 1 Corinthians 12, 28, I want you to to listen very carefully because I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question. So, so you know, listen carefully. Notice, this is in relation to Volunteer Appreciation Day. God has appointed these where? Where? These where? In the In, the in where? In the, in, in the church. So God has appointed these in the church. So we're talking about in the church here. First, what? Apostles? Prophets? Teachers, after that, miracles, gifts of healings, helps, administrations. Now that administrations actually has to do with like organizational leadership. Varieties of tongues. And then, now, now watch this. Paul is going to start asking some questions here. Are all apostles? Yes or no? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? No. Do all have gifts of healings? No. Do all speak with tongues? Now what that means is, does God use everybody in the public church assembly, does God use everybody to deliver a message in tongues? No. No. Now, all should speak with tongues privately, but he doesn't use everyone publicly in giving a message in tongues. So, do all speak with tongues? No. Uh, do all interpret? Now, that's interpretation of the tongues, you know, that's given publicly. The answer to that would be what? No. So, are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. And so on. Of all the ones that he listed in verse 28, okay, okay, which ones of those two, of those, there's two of them. Now let's see how sharp you are. There's two of them in verse 28 that he didn't list in verses 29 and 30. What are they? Helps and huh? Helps and? Administrations. So think about it. Now think about it. Are all apostles? No. no. Are all prophets? No. no. Are all teachers? No. Do all work miracles? No. Do all have gifts of healings? No. Do all speak with tongues publicly and interpret publicly? No. So then, here's the question. If it's no to all of those, then what can we conclude about helps and administrations? That everybody ought to be involved in that. Did you get that? That speaks powerfully to me. Doesn't it, you? So, should all be helping in the local church? Yes, should all be in some kind of a, a role helping in the local church? The answer is yes. So not everybody's going to be a, an apostle or a prophet or a, a teacher or so on, but everybody, everybody ought to be involved in helping in that administration really that's just talking about being a department head, you know. Much we could say. So everybody ought to be volunteering in some way. Everybody ought to be helping in some way, either as a department leader or, or, or helping. Some people just, they, they, they're not inclined to lead a department, but they're real good at helping within a department. And, uh, so everybody ought to be doing something according to these three verses of scripture. And so titling this message, Help. Realize I say Help. Say it real loud, help. Help. So once a year, you know, Diana and I like to especially thank everyone who volunteers and helps at Summit Church. Remember this, no significant ministry can happen in a church apart from the people who volunteer and help. It is clear that Jesus' ministry could not have functioned properly apart from the people who volunteered and helped. Remember why Jesus was able to heal all those people? It's because the Bible says that they brought. They they realize I say they brought. Yeah, see, there's a lot of volunteers were bringing the sick people. Jesus can't heal any sick people if there's no sick people there to be healed. Is that right? Somebody's got to bring those people. Is that correct? And and so Jesus' ministry was was a success. You see, we always talk about the great power and the anointing and all of that, and that's true, but. We overlook a lot of times all those volunteers and helpers that, that helped Jesus and brought the people to him. Billy Graham's crusades could not have functioned properly apart from all the people who volunteered and helped. You understand that? And so acknowledging and thanking the people who volunteer and help in the kingdom of God is very good and very scriptural. And this is something the Apostle Paul did on numerous occasions. And so what I want to do here, turn to Romans 16. I want to just take a few moments and look at some of Paul's volunteers, some of his helpers that most people never hear much about. Because we talk about Timothy and we talk about Titus, we talk about Barnabas and Mark and these different ones. But I want to talk today about some of Paul's helpers that, you don't ever hear much about, yet they're in the Bible. Romans 16, verse 1. He said, I commend you, I commend to you Phoebe, Phoebe, our sister, who is a what? Servant of the church in Centuria. That you may receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints and assist her in whatever business she has need of uh, that she has need of you. For indeed she has been a what? She has been a helper of many and of myself also. She, was, she did a good work, didn't she? And then notice verse 3. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risk their own necks for my life. It's Paul talking here. To whom not only I give thanks... But also all the churches of the Gentiles. Thank God for Priscilla and Aquila. Look at verse 6. Greet Mary who labored much for us. This wasn't Jesus' mother. It was different Mary. Verse 9. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ. Look at verse 12. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa. Most people never heard of them. Who have labored... See, if you have twins, you can name them that, huh? <laughs> but notice he said, Greet them who have labored in the Lord. Greet the beloved Persis who labored much in the Lord. Wow. See, Paul's thanking these people and commending them just like what we did this morning. Look at Colossians chapter 4, verse 7. Turn there, please. Colossians 4, verse 7. Colossians 4, verse 7 go there if you would Colossians 4 7 do you have that Uh, does anybody know how to say that Tychicus. Tychicus? Tychicus Tychicus well anyway well look at this Paul says he's a beloved brother faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord does anybody know what Tychicus did for Paul does anybody know does anybody know what he did for Paul Nobody. Nobody knows Tychicus? Paul was real glad for this man. Yet most people, he's in the Bible. Yet most people don't have a clue who he is. Huh? Okay. Yes, sir. No. No, but that's a good guess, Joe. It's a good, good, good attempt. Then and Paul had s- some people that did that, but it, this, this wasn't him. Now he, he I don't he may have done that too. I don't think he did. Does anybody but that's a good try. Anybody else? Tychicus? Right? Uh, w- well you could say that. But what specifically did he do? Does anybody know? Yes. You got a hand up right here. He was one of the Okay, that's good. So these so these are good. So maybe there's a Maybe Joe got it, and, and Angela, okay, that's good, and, and that's good, real good. What I found out on him, and all all what they said is good, is that he traveled ahead of Paul and prepared places for his arrival. He was his front man, or his go-before-man. Go that's pretty important, don't you think? So Paul, see Paul had a very organized ministry and he would uh this man here would go ahead of Paul and get the places ready and prepared So that when Paul came in, he could have a successful ministry. You know when Billy Graham, before he comes to town, did you know that back years ago, months, months and months ahead of time, we'd get flyers in the mail. And and guess what they were? They were asking for volunteers to help. And Billy Graham would have people come in months before he ever showed up and got the place ready for him, you see. That's what Tychicus did for, for Paul. Let's look at verse 11 here. So very good input. Thank you. Look at verse 11. And uh, Jesus, who's called Justice. Now, this is not talking about our Lord Jesus. It's is talking about a man who's also called Justice. Let's see what he did. Uh, or what did Paul say about him? These are, my, these are my only fellow workers for the kingdom of God who are of the circumcision. Means they were Jews who became Christians. Anyway, much we could say there. But notice what he says. They have proved to be a what? A comfort to me. That's pretty good, isn't it? They have proved to be a comfort to me. Look at 1 Corinthians 16. Go there quickly if you would. 1 Corinthians 16. 1 Corinthians 16. Let's go there. Verse 17, he says this, Paul says this, I'm glad about the coming of Stephanus, Forchanus, and Achius. Did I do good on that? Is that pretty close? Well, anyway, Fortchanus. For anyway, he said, I'm glad about the coming of them. Have you ever had somebody come over to your house and you see them pull in their driveway and you say, oh, (laughs) quick, pull the curtains and turn out the lights and be quiet. Has anybody ever done that? (laughs) But has anybody ever had somebody pull in and you go, man, fantastic, I'm glad they're here. Man, that's good. Has anybody ever done that? Well, I'm glad to see them. Well, Paul was glad that these people came. Why? Because he said, for what was lacking on your part, they supplied. So they made up for all the people that Paul didn't like seeing pull up. They made up, didn't they? For what was lacking on your part, they supplied. Look at verse 18. For they what? What did they do? They refreshed refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore acknowledge such men. See, you people have been so refreshing to Pastor Diane and I. That's why we acknowledge you here today, right in line with Scripture. Look at Philippians 2. Philippians 2. I don't want to preach on too long here. Philippians 2. Go there quickly. Philippians 2, verse 25. Epaphroditus. Now, probably more people have heard about him. We probably talk a little more about him than these others. But look at Philippians 2, verse 25. Yet I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus... My brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need. Did Paul have some needs? But God had some people to fill him, and Epaphroditus was one of them. Since he was longing for you all, and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick, for indeed he was sick almost unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not only on him uh, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I send him the more eagerly, eagerly, that when you see him again you may rejoice, and I be less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such men in what? In esteem. Somebody said, well, why did you take all that time to thank everybody for... Well, because the Bible says we ought to hold such people in esteem. And then verse 30, because for the work of Christ, he became close to death, not regarding his life to supply what was lacking in your service toward me. Do you know there's some people... Now, is everybody supposed to be helping in the local church in some way, shape, form, or fashion? Yes or no? Yes. And... uh, you see, but in in Paul's day, and it's really no different in any church I've ever known anything about. See, a lot of people weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. So then other people have to make up the slack. And that's what happened here. Epaphroditus was making up the slack for people who didn't do what they were supposed to be doing. And so, and so it is still today. So we're just thankful for people. That uh, make up the slack, but wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody sought the Lord and found out what they were supposed to be doing in the local church and didn't did it? Would't that be wonderful? That'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? Anyway, I leave that between you and the Lord. Look at Colossians chapter four verse twelve. Colossians chapter four verse twelve. Colossians four verse twelve here's somebody that we don't talk much about. I would say that Epaphras. Is that good? Epaphras. Who is one of you, a bondservant. So that means he was one of the Colossians. A bondservant of Christ greets you always. Now look at what this, this, this person did. Laboring fervently for you in prayers. That you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God is the prayer ministry important? Yes, it is. See, we've got we've got a powerful prayer ministry here, wonderful prayer ministry, and uh, see, they're in that group with Epaphras. Praise God, Amen. So had people volunteering and working in prayer, and you know, prayer that's work. Did you know that it's labor if you do it right? All right, let's close up in Second Timothy chapter one verse fifteen. 2 Timothy chapter one verse fifteen. I'm just trying to. Show you a few of the people that helped Paul that we don't talk much about, and you see their good attitude and the way they served, and and uh, we all need to be that way, don't we? Look at Second Timothy chapter one verse fifteen. This you know that all those in Asia, notice in Asia, have turned away from me, among whom are Philelus. F- 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 and Hermogenes sounds like some milk, doesn't it? They said all those in Asia have turned notice, in Asia have turned away from me, among whom are Philelus and Hermogenes. Think of what Paul could have accomplished if all those who God had assigned to him would have been faithful and stuck with him. And then there's another person that Paul mentions in another place. Demas has forsaken me. Remember that? Having loved this present world. See, God assigns to every pastor, to every minister. He assigns people to to that pastor, to that minister, to work in a helps capacity with them, you see. See, not everybody's called to be a pastor but everybody's called to help. And see, with every minister, God assigns people to them. And just like with Paul and Phagellus and Hermogenes were assigned to Paul, Demas was assigned to Paul to help him. And, uh, but they didn't stick it out for the long course, did they? But notice here, verse 16, The Lord grant mercy to the household of <laughs> Onesiphorus. Oh, uh, well, Onus Sephorus, or uh, well, anyway, sounds like a disease, doesn't it? Is Onus Sephorus okay? The Lord grant mercy to the household of Onus Sephorus. Now, watch this. This, this, I really, this, this person is really fantastic. They, all, I mean, all these are except some of them here, Figelis and Hermogenes. But notice here, the Lord grant mercy to the household of Onus Sephorus, for he often what refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain what does that mean well paul did a lot of his ministry as a prisoner didn't he in chains but when he but when he arrived in rome what did he do he sought me out very zealously and found me thank god for people like that paul was on some hard times And Ones Sephorus sought him out zealously, looked for him, found him, refreshed him on many occasions. Verse 18, the Lord grant to him that he may find mercy from the Lord in that day. And you know very well how many ways he ministered to me at Ephesus. Praise God. So we've talked about some people here that have helped Paul. And you know, it's interesting here... Paul mentioned two of them here in verse 15 of his helpers that forsook him and walked away from him. Did Jesus have people assigned to him that walked away from him? Sure he did. And any minister is going to have that. But something I had to learn, and I think I've learned it now, and Paul is a good example of it. Notice all the people that he talked about, the good ones that helped him. Did he talk about a bunch of good ones that helped him? And here in verse 50, he just mentioned a few of the ones that walked away from him. What do we learn? We learn this, that any any minister is going to have people walk away from him. I'm talking about people that God has assigned to that minister. Uh, Any minister is going to have people walk away from him. But what did Paul do? He mentioned those people, but where did he focus most all of his time? Not on the negative, but he focused on the positive. And I believe I've learned that. We don't focus on the negative. We love those people. But you know what we do? We focus on the positive And we thank God for all the people that stick with their assignment. Amen? Amen. And that have refreshed us and helped us. And so we center in on that. Do you get anything out of this today? So I say thank you to all my helpers. Amen. I do want to say one thing. Now, I don't normally publicly correct anybody. But I'm going to correct Dale. Now, Dale, if you'd have been in the spirit like you should be, you would have about, oh, 15 minutes ago, you would have went and got me some ice for this Diet Coke. No, I'm just teasing. Of all the people, I'm. De- is it okay if I tease? We can tease a little bit, can't we? i just teasing I tell you what uh, We've had some great Wonderful helpers And I thank God For Dale He's spent so many hours Refreshing me Him and Donna Up here They come up And serve at the church And work and clean During the week And, uh, and so he's, he's Just been such a blessing To me And him and Donna And they've Times when I've been down And whatnot, They encourage me And say Come on Pastor Terry We're going to make it So uh, I was teasing With him there They're great people Amen Is it okay If we tease a little bit but I was serious about the ice. You should have. I'm, te- I'm teasing. Let's all stand. Praise God. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Praise God. Say Jesus is wonderful. Jesus. Yeah, He's wonderful. Praise God. Well, Father, I pray that as we have spoken just for a few moments to these nice folks here today, that that we'll we'll just uh, just that they would leave here knowing how much we appreciate them and how much we appreciate their service. And Lord, that they'll reap what they have sown as they've sown such good things into your kingdom that they'll reap those good things back many times over in Jesus' name. Now, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, if you've never repented of your sins and asked Jesus into your heart, you need to do that before you leave here today. And maybe you're here today, and you you say, "Well, Pastor, I I I have invited Jesus into my heart in days gone by, but I haven't been living for Him. I hadn't been walking with Him as I should. I want to correct all that. I want to get back right with the Lord today. I, I'm I, I I've just been miserable. I've been I've been miserable. I hadn't been serving Him, and I want to. I want to. You know what? The Lord will receive you back just like that, and He'll be glad you came back. He's been waiting for you to come back. So if that's you on either account, if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, or maybe you have, but you haven't been living for Him, when we dismiss here in just just seconds from now, you walk forward, and get with one of these nice people up here, and say, hey, would you pray with me? And tell them what you need to pray for, and they'll pray with you. Maybe you need prayer for some other thing, or you just need to talk to somebody. Well, that's what these people are up here for. So come, and as we dismiss, if you need to come, and, and they'll pray with you, and we love you. We're so glad you came today. Remember, there's donuts, out front. And and as you leave, have a donut or two and be blessed in Jesus name. Amen. You're dismissed.